welcome to another episode of Let's Make It. This is episode number 62, and it's recorded on, I think today is the 16th of uh, June. And as always, I am here with my co-host, Bob. How's it going, Bob? It's going good, and it is the 16th of June. It is good. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The Friday 13th was last Friday, so it would make today the 16th. Yeah. So today, uh, you can kind of see in Bob's background there what we're going to talk about. But before we, we go there, um, I just wanted to uh, thank everybody for tuning in and spreading the word. We're still getting more and more downloads every week. It's kind of amazing to me uh, how things just keep keep growing. Um, but I do want to thank everybody for that. And the other thing I've noticed this week, I logged into to our site where you can buy the t-shirts and everything and people have been buying t-shirts so i'm going to challenge you to send us a picture of that because um i set up that site and basically never go and even look at it and then i was in there looking at it to see what anything new was out there and i realized people were actually buying uh i saw at least one shirt a couple coffee mugs and things like that so take some action pictures and send them into us i would appreciate that as well um, before we go into our first thing, I want to talk about something that I've been kind of playing with, and um, I think bring this up here. So I've been playing with quadcopters, and I'm actually looking to build a hexacopter um, in the same at the same time as the quadcopter uh, for doing some video stuff. But I want to bring this up here and show you because this is something that I'm starting to play with, and it's an open source system. So let me uh, get it up here. with so this week we're uh bob's going to talk about something that he's been struggling with and actually it came from one of our viewers uh jim up in canada had asked us questions about this and got it to work and uh he struggled as well he's in the chat room so um 
uh, if you're in the chat room, he can he can attest to how uh, complicated it was to get to work. Uh, Bob struggled with it for how long, Bob? Uh, I've been fooling with this off and on for what three weeks now. Yeah, something like that. And, fi- and finally got it working yesterday afternoon. So yeah, he's gonna he's he's really uh, new up to this, so it's gonna be uh, a little bit new to Bob as well. In fact, he's still playing with it and learning things. He's gonna come back probably and do another episode on what all what all you can do with it. But uh, can you yeah. give us a little bit of a description of what it is? Well, yeah, this is the it's called. The Arduino TV Out Project. And I tell you what, let me switch to my desktop and then I can show you the website. Start. Close that. Okay. Um, get rid of the sky. All right. This is, this is the project. And it's actually, uh, it is a nice little project. Uh, and it, in the end, I, I have this connected just like the, uh, this diagram shows. Uh, I am using an Uno, so I'm using pins nine and seven, and I've got it connected to ground. Um, and this is, here it is, and you can, you can see I've got my two little resistors back here. I've got my RCA cable. Um, I do have it powered. Uh, it is connected to the computer right now via the USB, but I am running it off of a 12-volt uh, power supply right now. And so it is it is connected just like the uh, diagram shows, um, but I had a horrible time getting it to work. Uh, and I think I'm not 100% sure about this, but I think w- what the problem is is that the tolerance on the frequency is so small that if you don't have the components just right, uh, then it then it doesn't work. And I ended up with a lot of times just having little flickers along the bottom of the screen, like it was just out of phase. Uh, so, and in the end, I think it comes, a lot of it may come down to this, uh, you know, this one ohm and 470 ohm resistor right here. Um, and the way I've looked at it is that if you take one K, if you take 1000 and divide it by 470, and forgive me for the math, but you get 2.1276. And I finally found a combination of resistors that would give me 2.1299. And that's what we're looking at right here. And I was using, uh, I had my multimeter out. I was checking uh, resistance on the resistors and finally found these two. Um, I'm using a 976 ohm and a 454 ohm. And that gives me the the ratio that I described, the irony is that this is within the 5%, you know, I'm using 5% resistors and it is within the 5%. So it's, um, it's, uh, annoyingly difficult to find the right combination, but they are there. I also ended up, uh, here are 
all of the libraries. You can tell this was a very active project back in 2010. And I tried many of these libraries, and the only one that I ended up getting to work, and that's what we're watching right now, is this TV Out Beta 1. So I put that library in, and this is the actual code. This, this is their example code. And to be honest, since I just got this working uh, yesterday and had a job to had 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 to work today i haven't been i haven't had a chance to read the library i haven't had a chance to read this code um but uh, it is it is working and it, it it's just what you get in the demo the, i think the only thing i've changed is i did put arduino uno right here and i fixed that little space and you can tell i i do have it connected and it is it is working here I'll I'll leave the TV on the screen and I'll skip it skip me you don't need to see me um, and I'm sorry it's backwards that's that's the way it's but that's, it is it, it that's Skype <laughs> yeah that's Skype um, but it is working um, uh, let's see. Here we'll we'll do we'll just do something fun. Here I'll get I'll get our I'll get a little plug in for us. How about that? So it's a uh, it is a nice it is a nice little project, and I guess for the future I'm going to play with this software. Uh, read the library, see what's in it, um, dig around in it a little more, and see what we can see what we can do with it. Um, unfortunately, I just got it working yesterday. So, do you know what resolutions it's resolutions it supports? Um, it is a standard uh, NTSC. NTSC, and by default, I read that it's it's in the notes, but it's also right here in the code. It's a 120 by 96. Uh, that's the pixels they're using right now. Uh, I don't know how much tolerance that there is in that yet. Uh, and I must admit, I do like this rotating um, rotating cube they programmed in. Um, now, on the screen, it on on this screen, it does look blue to me. Is that the way you see it? Yes. When you're looking at the actual television, it actually looks gray. Okay. So I don't know if that is a function of the television that I'm using because this is actually a I bought it as a as a monitor and it just happens to have a composite in. Uh, so I'm not sure if it's a function of this monitor or if it's something the Arduino is doing where it's getting. It could be the camera, or it could be a bunch of different things. Or it could be, it, yeah, well, well, I think the camera is giving it the, uh, is taking the gray and turning it blue, but I'm not sure why I'm getting a, the gray scale that I actually see on the screen, so. So it, can you do anything with colors that only grayish, gray or black and white type colors? In what I've read right so far, it only supports, uh, uh, the, the library only supports black and white. 
Okay. And that seems to be more of a function of the Arduino's limited capabilities and mixing the signals uh, that you have to to get a to get a color video than it is anything else. I, I think if uh, if if you had a more powerful um, microcontroller, then you may be able to do something with it. Um, and it does tell us, from what I've read already, you know, the the whoever wrote this, they've got multiple fonts written in. Uh, they do have, um, uh, they are using the Arduino's interrupts. Uh, so, I, but I haven't even read the library to see how much, um, you, know, the, you know, what what refresh rate they're using. I'm guessing it's probably 60 hertz. So Jim in the chat room, who's experimented with this, and it actually came from him, says reverse pins 7 and 9, and it gets brighter than gray. Hmm. And he says it is black and white only. Yeah, uh, and I, I think that's a function of the composite signal. Well, let's let's just try that. Nothing like live TV. Nothing like live TV. So we'll just that, blame it on Jim. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, Jim. We'll blame it on Jim. So reverse pin seven and nine. Wow. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it definitely is a little. It looks a little choppier, though. Yes. Yeah, it's not as clear, but it definitely is brighter. Yeah, it's brighter, but not as clear. And it, on the screen, you know, to me, it looks it. The white is the white of the cube is a little brighter, but the gray background is just as gray as before. Gotcha. So. So I think I'm gonna switch, and just so we just so we have, you can actually watch me switch the pins. There we go. And we're back. So. So the shapes you're doing, so like that, that's all something that's like in the library to do. Is, this, is that, is that yeah, correct? This, yeah, this is part of. Uh, here, let me. I'm going to restart the uh, uh, the Arduino. Um, yeah, that cube that that we're seeing. Uh, yeah, this is this TV out logo. That that's a program feature. You can put text onto the screen, uh, and here we are. Okay, here's the schematic. That is a um, that's a pre-programmed file. Uh, it's it, it's just a two-dimensional array. Uh, in C, you do the fonts. I mean, you know, here we are. I mean, this is where we're at in the code, and do some basic shapes, and then once you've passed this uh, uh, the intro here, then you go back into this running running this cube forever okay uh that's just the way the demo is is set up so and i i just haven't had time to play with it and see what all i can do so um 
Can you reverse your camera back and reset the Arduino so we can see it from the front side? We, the words are backwards. You definitely can't read the words that way. Um. Let's see. Did you get? Uh, let's see. Stop sharing screen. Yeah, I think where you just were was probably forward to us. Uh, you haven't gotten the video back yet, have you? I have not. I got a little spinny thing, though. Uh, yeah, the little spinny thing doesn't do you a lot of good, does it? Uh, no, not at all. All right, let's... Have the Arduino. All right, there's the Arduino. And my camera, there we go. Yeah. All right, so let's, uh, yeah, let me go ahead and restart this so you can see it all correctly. So there's their TV out logo. You said it's a two-dimensional array, right? It's a two-dimensional array, and the schematic that's going to come up here in just a minute is also a two-dimensional array. Okay. And those are programmed in, uh, those are part of the library, that's part of the library package. And then he's got, they've programmed in some different fonts. And then we get back into these basic shapes. And then the random cube. Okay. So you think about some of the things that you could actually do with this. I know one of the, the pictures that Jim had sent us was like, look like a scoreboard. And so anything you have that takes composite out, which you know, is getting harder and harder to find, you can pretty much do with this then, within yeah. reason. Because, I mean, it's obviously the, the the quality of the image isn't going to be real great because of the low density of the, or the low uh, dimensions on the monitor. But, um, you know, for basic stuff, I think it's kind of like the old Atari games were this kind of quality. Well, and in fact, if if... If you look at the download section of this project, there is an Arduino Tetris um, zip file that apparently you can use. Uh, I, I, I've, I've only glanced at it, but apparently you can use it as a, uh, either old joysticks or um, uh, you know variable resistors. Um, to do like a, con a controller to, to, to do a to do a basic controller yeah is there so, pong uh i'm guessing that, <laughs> that you, i mean this is this is pretty cool i mean this is about what a pong display used to look like so and i remember pong connecting it to my tv so <laughs> yeah so it was pretty close to this. Yeah, it needs a little ball shape in the middle. And if you have the two-dimensional array and two little bars, and probably do it pretty, pretty yeah, easily. You, you probably could. So, and 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 uh, Arduino probably has more horsepower than the what the Pong did. Yeah, probably the does. Controller did way back when. The physics so. are pretty probably, probably pretty simple too. You think about it. Yeah. So uh, I guess I'll be playing with this in the future to see see what what else you can you can do with it. But 
Yeah, yeah I'd, you're right. I'd be curious to see if you can get the qualities a little bit a little bit better as far as the you know, the the horizontal and vertical lines. Yeah, I think if we, if you could increase the resolution, uh, and that's what I'll be looking at. If you can increase the resolution, even if it, it even if you give up speed, you know, because this cube design does it, it's moving pretty quick. Yeah, um, you may be able to give up speed for for better resolution. Yeah. But I gotta look under the hood and see what's in there. And you're running this just on a regular um, Arduino Uno, right? Yep, this is an Arduino Uno. Uh, the only thing that um, that's special about it is I am running it on an external power supply. So, do you does Elaborate support other Arduinos? Uh, indeed, it does. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. So, um, in the chat room, Bill, or, I'm sorry, Jim says um, that uh, Pong is there. Is okay. There too. And that a 10K variable resistor works. Uh, works. Okay. So, you can make your own little slider. Just go get a little, think a 10K sliding potentiometer, and there's your Pong joystick you had when you were growing up. That's right. <laughs> so, maybe, maybe uh, we'll do a Pong demo. So the reason I was asking about the other Arduinos is, um, you know, the faster Arduinos may be able to do a little bit more with it if, it, if, this, if the Uno is taxed already. Yes, uh, and apparently they are using the SRAM, uh, which which uh, Uno has very little SRAM on it. So they're probably building the image in, in the SRAM and then sending it out? And then sending it out. I, I'm... That's what I'm... I think that's what's happening. That'd be pretty so. typical for a video card, so I think it'd be probably normal... Yeah, so you know, uh, uh, I'd have to go look at the specs on uh, Omega and see if it has more SRAM. I think it does. It, it definitely does. It definitely does. Um, yeah, so you, you that could be the resolution better. issue as well. Maybe maybe you're at the max SRAM, the resolution that you're running right now. I, I may very well be. And I did. I have seen where uh, when I've looked, you know, when as I've been working with this and googling, I have seen where people have complained about. Um, you know, if they're trying to do things too quickly uh, with the Uno, uh, because the Uno is using interrupts to get the display out, it's it's having trouble processing other things. Yeah, yeah. So, which makes sense. Yeah, it makes so sense. I mean, it's not really designed to be that strong with CPU. It's designed for learning and education. So it's pretty right. impressive. It's doing it anyways. Yeah, it, but this could be, you know, if you had a simple display that you wanted to have, um, uh, I, I, I think Jim's example was a scoreboard. Uh, this is perfectly good for a, for a scoreboard. Yeah, because so. there's, there's not really anything that's fast fast updating. So, you know, it's, it's yeah. kind of static and changes when a score changes, which isn't, you know, not, unless you have a clock, but it still only wants a second for a clock. That's so it's right. still, you know, in computer time, that's nothing. Yeah, so if you had an old monitor that had a had a composite in for for just a few bucks, you've got uh, you you've got a display. 
Yeah, and plus also some older video systems like projectors and things like that take a composite in, just like your just like that the monitor does. I mean, it's still pretty common in projectors to get that kind of input on it. Yep, that's right. All right, so um, are you going to work on something in more uses in the future? Maybe get another episode. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna work on this a little more. I'm also gonna go back. Uh, I have gotten a lot of requests for debugging the GPS unit that we did. Um, oh, what six or eight episodes ago, um, and I got two more requests over the weekend. So there's some software that you can use to help debug a a GPS, and so I think I'm gonna. Uh, uh, Take the you know backtrack a little bit and hook up that software and show how you can debug the unit and uh, figure out if you're you know if it's the code on your Uno if it's a setup problem are you re actually reading raw data um, it's nice software so that'll be that'll be upcoming. Okay. That, well, was, that was weird. <laughs> I see. Well, I had something take off on its own. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> live TV. I guess we're done for the night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're not quite. Um, so a couple weeks ago, I mentioned about um, doing some sensors for beehives. Like that. So I was starting to play with that. And I'm trying to figure out how I can read what frequencies are inside of a beehive. You Have you ever done anything with that before? Um. Well, that'd be a, it'd be an analog signal. Yeah. Uh, because apparently bees make different kinds of sounds whenever they're, certain things are getting ready, like they're getting ready to swarm and things like that. They have different sounds they make and people have documented what these frequencies are. So if you can read the frequency, you may be able to tell that your hive is too full and the bees are getting ready to swarm to another, you know, to create another nest, things like that. So it'd be like a pre-warning of things you got to fix. So it would be kind of interesting to be able to read it. I mean, some people will actually record them and come back and listen to them every once in a while. And But if you can take and you can compare it to a particular frequency range, you know what's going to happen. You could almost, like, text somebody and say, hey, your your hive's full. So, <laughs> Or your hive's about to attack your neighbor. Yeah. And, uh, Which, depending on if you like your neighbor, yeah. may or may not be a good thing. Your so. neighbor may find that their, their downspout now has a new hive on it, but, you know. That's right. Because they're getting ready to swarm. But you know, that's the kind of thing I, I've never actually read uh, or listened to audio on Arduino, so I was going to start researching that a little bit. But I didn't know if you had any any history on that or not. I haven't done anything with that, but I've never had occasion to either. Um, uh, reading, I know, I know that you can read an analog signal back in, but I haven't done any processing with it. Um, yeah, so I'm going to be researching uh, that here in the next couple yeah, weeks to figure out. Calibrate, you know, you'd have to find, you know, figure out a way to calibrate the microphone to make sure that your the frequency you're reading is is correct. So. Right. Yeah. Um, there's all that involved into it. You know, make sure it's the right thing. The temperature and the humidity part is actually very simple. I mean, it's just uh, yeah. a number of different chips can do that. DHC11 is probably what I'm going to use, but I like to stick a microphone on that same board. If I'm going to put something a board in the middle of a hive, I like to have it everything on one board. So. Yeah, that's right been experimenting uh, a little bit with the dht11 and moisture and i think it'll be fine because the hive is moist more moist and warm than the outside normally is even in the winter time so i think it's going to be okay so i haven't stuck it in a hive yet to find out what the bees do to it 
Oh, there's there's some things you can put around it. The bees won't bother. It's like a kind of brass cloth looking stuff, and they don't seem to, to bother that too much. They won't put propolis all over it and make it all sticky or anything. Um, so, but that's something I'm still playing with. That um, I got some code written. Um, I'm learning can bus because if you got more than one hive and you want to communicate back, well, I have each one of them communicate back. I think I'll communicate to a, a central controller or something. So I'm playing with can bus right. a little bit too. Which is not as simple as one might think. It's a, it's a little bit of a complicated protocol. So I may be doing an episode here in the near future with Canvas as well. Okay. And of course, if somebody has an idea, that's where that's where this uh, TV Out project came from, is, is somebody's idea and people asking about it. That's right. Um, that was Bob. Thanks, Bob, for that. Um, that got us thinking. It's been, we've, you sent that in a while back. And what is it? Um, six or seven weeks ago, maybe. And we found Bob finally got around to, to messing with it. So definitely appreciate any feedback like that on things you want to see. That's always uh, that's always helpful. Yeah, gives us a direction to go because we want to go. We would like to do things that you want us to do, and we don't know what you want to do unless you tell us. So that's right. It's always good. We do appreciate the emails. I'm. Uh, I think I got like too many emails just to catch up on. I'm gonna try to do it tonight before I go to bed. So I'm getting a little bit better at catching up on emails. Well, I got quite a few over the weekend, but I'm caught up right now. Yeah. All right. So thanks, uh, Jim, for hanging the, in the chat room. So, so many of you, Chris, thanks for showing up. Definitely appreciate it. Yeah. Um, oh, Jim said he had a clock in his example. Oh, okay. He's going to send a, he's going to oh. make a video and send it to us. That's cool. Well, that was uh, something else because I used a different library than than the code that Jim gave us. Uh -huh. Gave us, mm -hmm. uh, I couldn't get it to work. Oh. I never got I never got his code to work because he used a different library than what I ended up finally getting to work. Yeah, so it seems a little fidgety. It yeah, it is a little finicky. The tolerances are very tight, so. So you said the code hasn't worked on since 2010. You should pick up the code and maybe clean it up and get it working good. Well, <laughs> As a side you know, project. <laughs> uh, you know, don't think I haven't thought about that once or twice already. So, <laughs> um, A lot of the library support uh, right now looks like, new looks like new devices that need to be added. Uh, functionality looks like it's pretty much there it's it's the devices um but yeah i i'm there's probably something in the libraries that i'm gonna want to tweak or change or manipulate or otherwise fool around with so yeah because obviously if you, the code that jim sent us doesn't work with your library there's some kind of disconnect there it needs to be yeah be cleaned up so it should work with everybody's stuff that's right jim says he's not an experienced coder yet He'll get there. Yep. He'll get there. All right. All right. So do you have anything else for tonight, Bob? That's it for tonight. All right. So this time it was going to go off, and it's going to mean to go off. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll see everybody next week. All right. Good night. All right. Night. For show notes for this show, contacts, and more, go to the techzen.tv website where you can get show notes for all of our shows. We love to hear from our viewers and listeners. We have an email, a Twitter, and a phone number where you can contact us for each show. For details, visit the techzen.tv website and get the show details. 
You can also make a video and upload it somewhere like YouTube or Vimeo and then just send us a link. You never know, you may see your video in a future show. You can get all of our shows delivered automatically to your favorite device by going to your favorite podcast website like iTunes and subscribing. Each of our shows also has a YouTube channel you can subscribe to to get regular updates. Our shows are also available on most internet radio networks like Stitcher and TuneIn Radio. You can also watch and listen to our shows on Xbox, TiVo, and Roku.